0: 2021 was a big year for globalism. I mean, on Joe Biden's first day in office, he rejoined the Paris Climate Agreement. Now, an announcement from the Biden administration on how ambitious a goal they plan to set is expected to come in April and to be even more ambitious than the former goal that was set by the Obama administration that the US never met anyway. Talk about a major comeback for big government. But it also signified a partnership with big money. In fact, a public-private partnership to control your life was well underway the moment Joe Biden entered the White House. Bidenomics, Build Back Better, the Inflation Reduction Act, whatever you want to call it, it all had one goal, one final objective that the far left would give anything to achieve. An entire electorate too poor, too stupid, and too dependent on government to ever live freely again. Three years later, and the pain truly began. Our economy is in shambles, yet according to Joe. If you look at the consumer confidence measures, they're way up, looking across the board. Everybody's doing better and they believe it, they know it. Team Biden is in the midst of one of history's most elaborate cover-ups to mislead all of us on just how bad it really is. But tonight, I'll show you the terrifying future we face if the Great Reset continues on. We are five days away from fundamentally transforming the United States of America. And the crowd, the crowd erupted in thunderous applause. Hello America, we have a lot to cover tonight. But I want to go back and start in 2008. Little did anyone know that that was the staging point for what we now are calling 21st century fascism. This is Obama's legacy and the ensuing eight years he created the base for the public-private partnership that the now Biden administration is finishing off. The Affordable Care Act brought the medical industry into a close partnership with the government. The 2009 economic stimulus package kicked off what we now see in initiatives like the Green New Deal and Build Back Better, with huge federal spending programs in partnerships in wind, solar, and other clean energy companies. The auto industry bailout bought car companies, brought them right into the government. The Dodd-Frank Act tied big finance into big government. Net neutrality attempted to tie the government closer to big tech. What we didn't know back then is that public-private partnerships, 21st century fascism was the goal the entire time. We were sidetracked by socialism, communism, you know, whatever, whatever the ism was. That was the framework for the fundamental transformation and in 2021, Obama's figureheads Joe Biden, being merely one of them, began to act on it. 2021 was a historic moment for globalism, the Great Reset, and big government. But 2023 is when we begin to feel the pain. The economic numbers are now in. And I'm going to show you the truth. The truth that not only the White House, because you have to understand, this is Truly a global plan. All of the Western economies are going through this. In fact, this week at the World Economic Forum, they say bigger than global climate change. Remember, that's our World War III, according to them. That is our our moment. That is uh, an existential threat that has to be dealt with quickly, except for the next year the World Economic Forum says misinformation and disinformation trumps that, trumps inflation, trumps the economies, trumps war including world war. Why? Well you'll understand by the end they have to make sure that the information I'm giving you is discredited and somehow or another doesn't get to you so you don't know. Before I get too far into this To better understand what's happening to our country right now, we need to first purge a few uh, words from our discussion tonight. Words like the left, the right, communism, socialism, even capitalism are no longer words that are relevant anymore to describe what's going on. There are currently so-called right-wing political parties and organizations that are actually advocating for the policies that are in line with the left. The old left and the new left. There are capitalist countries that are pursuing and openly advocating for policies in communist and socialist countries. That includes the United States of America. Do we have anything at all in common with China? Well, not on paper, no. But there's something much, much bigger going on, and it is happening on a global scale. So forget about your usual politics and really just listen. The only term that still applies that we used to say is fascism. People think of the Nazis with fascism. Forget about the Nazis for a minute. Just understand what fascism is. A public-private partnership where governments tell companies what to do. Companies are allowed to make cash as long as you play ball with the government. Now, you've probably heard this new kind of fascism called something else. The Great Reset, Build Back Better, Bidenomics. Whatever name they choose to use, the endpoint is exactly the same. Now, right off the top, let me tell you what the New World Order, and these are terms that they are currently using in Davos. Uh, Somebody, there was a discussion yesterday, and the, the person kept using New World Order, and one of the people on the panel said, you know, can we stop calling it that? Maybe we'll call it something else, but not that. Yeah, why? Because... That's terrifying, a new world order. They also called it the Great Reset. But remember, all of these, when I first told them to you about three years ago, were conspiracy theory. Now everybody in the world knows. That's why they've jettisoned some of these words. But their goals are exactly the same, no matter what you call it. You will own nothing and be happy. That means you won't own your own house, you won't own a car or a business, and you'll just love it. Because, basically, you'll have no choice. Next, you will have control over nothing. You won't control the news that you watch. You won't be able to choose. It'll all be the same. The media content that you consume, the people you vote for, and the education of your kids. You won't have control over your finances, the products you buy, the energy you consume, nor the food you eat. And that leads you to the last one, which is, you will have zero privacy. One plus two plus three equals serfdom, slavery, fascism. The elites actually believe they're doing good for everybody, okay? So you don't have to assign that there are some evil, even though I think evil people are involved, they're not all evil, some people actually believe this. That is the end game. Fascism, 21st century fascism. That is what began when Obama spoke of fundamental transformation. That is what his lackeys embarked on in 2021. And we're in the middle of one of the largest cover-ups in American history. You know, when I said we're headed towards communism, I was thinking like an old Marxist like Obama learned from. But remember... The old Marxists in the old Soviet Union are now the oligarchs rolling in cash. They learned. They just took the uniform off and put a suit on, became businessmen and government officials. But it's the same thing. Now, case in point of some of the bullcrap being fed to us on the economy from the Biden administration. Quote, The economy's continued growth builds on the strongest pandemic recovery and the lowest inflation of any G7 country. Bidenomics is growing the economy from middle out, bottom up, not the top down. And hardworking Americans are seeing the results. Okay. Is that how you feel? Is this economy working? I think most of us see things like Will Restaurant CEO Brian Will I had him on radio to talk uh, last week about why he now has to charge $16 for a BLT sandwich. Inflation is so bad that he has to elevate his prices to compensate for $20,000 a month in rent, $6,000 a month for utilities, $60,000 in labor, 32% food costs. Just to break even, he has to sell 93,000 BLT sandwiches. Rent continues to go up, food prices are going up, and it's never-ending. You and I experience this every time we go into a grocery store, the gas station. We buy clothes. We try to balance our books. We're gushing blood with no tourniquet in sight. And this is the reality that the Biden administration is hoping to cover up or to sell you that that's not happening these are not the droids you're looking for from the house budget committee biden's fiscal and economic policies have increased spending by 10 trillion dollars debt will increase by 6 trillion over the next 10 years and that's baked in but seemingly everybody's fine with inflation The U.S. national debt just hit an all-time record of $34 trillion. And as Chuck Schumer, not a nickel, was cut from the funding deal. Not one nickel. The gaslighting by the administration and those in power all over the world is insane. With Just with these numbers, we're supposed to believe that all is well with the economy. Well, they're telling you, you feel that way but don't pay attention to your feelings it's crazy from a crowd who tells you your feelings are all that matters there's a reason we're being lied to so hard about what's really going on and this is the crux of the matter this is so important and I don't think you have probably ever heard this before they have begun something that they can't afford to lose power at this critical phase and they know it's slipping through their fingers let me show you what's about to happen all over the world this year. And it's never happened like this before. This is the percentage of global population with legislative and presidential elections. Starting here in 1800, it was about 1% of the world was going to vote. And as you see, it steadily grew. 1910, that was a pretty big record year. 19, this is 1950, this is right after the war. 1980. This is this coming year. This is incredibly historic and crucial time for the continuation of the Great Reset. After about three years the results are starting to come out and people are feeling it. But all of the countries around the world that percentage is what 45 or 50 percent? The global population that is going to the polls has never been this high since the 1800s. That's when we began charting it. The biggest critique on the Great Reset is that it is currently underway in every single Western country. It's all the same. It's going the same. Farmers are out in the streets. People are out in the streets protesting. In every Western country, the same thing is about to happen in a few short months. The old men in Davos this week are quaking in their $1,000 designer boots. It is why they said one of the leading topics this week was Trump cannot get in again. Why do they care overseas? It's not just because we're America. Because they know between uh, Mille, between El Salvador, uh, and uh, Hungary... United States, there's a move towards freedom again. Now, this panic is also not just for the old men in Davos, but also the old man sitting behind the resolute desk in the White House. As of last month, this is how the American people viewed the economy, despite the gaslighting efforts of the Biden administration. How do we feel? 81% of swing state votes say the economy is poor. 96% of Republicans. Okay, no surprise there. But also 59% of the members of Biden's own party. 60% say it's bad. 84% of independents feel the same way. The honest number is probably closer to this. These people want to say it's bad. These people don't want to say it's bad. It's probably about 84% of the population that really believes that. Now, this is not a rebuke of a geriatric president. And this is also not support for any other leader. This is a direct rejection of the Great Reset. Because this is what this all is and what it leads to. We all feel something isn't right. What is it? I'll show you what it is next. Last year, because of you, Preborn Network of Clinics saw over 58,000 babies saved. Thank you for all the people that made this possible. If that's you, thank you. Celebrate in your prayers, in your thoughts. Celebrate the lives of these precious babies. When Charlotte found out she was pregnant, she was seven weeks along. In the back of her mind, she thought abortion was the best solution. But she happened to go into a preborn clinic, and they did an ultrasound, and after seeing the baby and seeing and hearing the heartbeat of the ultrasound, she chose life. Her heart is filled with gratitude for people just like you that made it possible. An ultrasound is 28 bucks, but these clinics can't afford to have the tech there, the machinery, the training, everything else. $28 means the difference between life and death most of the time. When a mom meets her baby on an ultrasound and hears the heartbeat, it is that divine connection that doubles a baby's chance at life. So let's join together and help moms choose life. Not only for the baby's sake, but for the mom's sake. Let's help them so they don't feel alone. Preborn is with the mom for two, two and a half years after, providing everything that she might need. These women feel like there's no other choice and they're is no one to stand with them let's heal that rift let's be the people that care about the baby and the mom dial pound 250 say the keyword baby it's pound 250 keyword baby or you can go to preborn.com slash Glenn preborn.com slash Glenn heading into the November election right now there are three things the Biden administration is most worried about jobs inflation and the true ramifications and cost of building the Great Reset. And actually, I kind of misstated that because they're not really concerned about these things or worried about them specifically. They are worried about you finding out about them before the polls. On Sunday, I was struck by this article in the Washington Post. The economy is improving under Biden, but many voters aren't giving him credit. The article goes on to say that recession fears have fallen. So has the unemployment rate and the U.S. economy has grown faster than any other country since COVID. OK, but is this how you feel? The Post, in this absolutely perfect textbook case of gaslighting, rolled out a bunch of charts to try to make their point. So I figured well, it's only fair. Let me roll out a bunch of charts myself. And let's start with jobs, shall we? Remember, jobs were down. It's fine. More people are working than ever before. In fact, some people are working three and four or five jobs. The Washington, Washington Post's claim about jobs is the same thing we're hearing from Joe Biden. In fact, just last month, Joe Biden used the latest jobs report to announce he was, quote, cleaning up the economic disaster that Trump left behind. Okay, let me give you the truth. This line is the line of... Propaganda, right here, this line, the yellow line. These are the jobs over the year that were created, the yellow line. Then the blue line is the revisions, okay? Shows the revised number is a little different. That revised number directly from the Bureau of Labor shows that what they came out with uh, was a little wrong. 749,000 jobs, jobs they said they had created, don't even exist. Don't even exist. That chart comes from the Bureau of Labor. Okay? They are readjusting after you get the big headlines. Feel a little gaslit? I know I do, but it verifies what I feel. So, what does it tell us about the true unemployment rate? Because the government is telling us that it was around 3.7 last year. Well, the revised number, which they've been revising every single month, but you don't read about that, the numbers actually indicate that our unemployment rate is somewhere between 6.4 and 7.5. That feels a little more right. But the economy is going great. Well, actually, the economy was going great, but not For you and me. Remember, the fundamental goal of the Great Reset is for you to own nothing and be happy about it, including private businesses. Do you know that two thirds of Wall Street gains last year were made by what's called the Magnificent Seven? What is the Magnificent Seven? Giants like Meta, Amazon, Microsoft, Alphabet, Tesla, the smaller companies. They gained nothing or lost. But the big seven, the public-private partners, took off. Everybody else either was standing still or sunk. So let's move on with this amazing economy. We just endured the worst bank crisis since 2007-2008, that economic crash. Back then, dozens of banks failed. 24 other banks, okay? Okay. They failed, but a mere handful of banks eclipsed the amount of money involved in a matter of months last year. Signature, Silicon, and First Republic Bank. More money than 2008. Regional banks were crashing like the Dallas Cowboy playoff hopes, but the Big Fed owned banks, they did just fine. Oh, you will have control over nothing, uh, including your finances, your business. Remember the socialist that Biden nominated for comptroller of the currency? She was actually from Russia. She believed that the U.S. banking system needed to be completely revamped and small banks would go away and only the Fed would be the grantor of loans. Sounds a little like Russia. That's why people in this audience, you, helped her get kicked out. She was nominated, but she was never confirmed. But sadly, it looks like the plan moved on without her. Ha! Huh. Look who's failing. Now, this one is big, and it was alluded to in the Washington Post article. 2023, the most widely anticipated recession in history... In fact, the probability was 44% with the people in the know. That, they said 44% chance, yes, I think it's, we're going to... Okay, now let me just go back over all the recessions and the economic disasters that we have had, going back to the 60s. Okay, you have the 60s, then you have the recession. What was the mood of the country? About 30% of those who knew said, yeah, we're going to hit a recession. Boom, we did. Then you have uh, the Jimmy Carter years. That was about 35%, boom, into recession, boom, into another recession. Uh, Then you had the end of the Reagan years, boom. Here is uh, 1997. You get all the way here. Let me show you. This is the recession fears in 2007 and 2008. That was there. This is now. No one predicted recession like they did for 2023. But it never came. We're all good. Where are we? Now, take a look at this chart that shows our federal uh, budget deficit. Now, check out the lines from 20 to 23. Okay, that's this line and this line. That's the pandemic years. You have uh, 2018 is the orange line. Then you have 2019, that is the blue line. Okay, 2021, and this is 2023. Now, this is actually a little misleading because (laughs) we're used to seeing when things grow, them going up, but this is a deficit, so it's going... Can we just turn the picture over uh, real quick? Thank you. I know this is weird, but maybe it'll help you make sense. This is the big budget deficit. See how it's going up? All right, this is because of pandemic. All right? Then... After the pandemic, before and after, it got back a little bit to normal, right? Then in 2023, it started to go up again. We're down or which can we turn it back. I don't know if that actually helped. Why did after the pandemic was over, why did it start to go back? And then in 2023, we start moving towards pandemic levels again. Well, it's pretty easy. This chart shows $6.7 trillion in spending the last 12 months. This is what brought us back to pandemic levels. So why was there no recession? Well, because during the pandemic, $7.6 trillion, and then 2023, $6.7 trillion. That means... That, here's something you don't know. There was a $1 trillion stealth stimulus and nobody's acknowledging it. Nobody. See, we're spending, look, this is how we're, we're spending like crazy and this is the chart of the interest, okay? We are now sp- spending more money just on interest for our debt than anyone on the planet has ever paid in human history. Boom. Let's put that into context. Do you remember when people said, oh my gosh, our interest payments are going to be dwarfed. They're going to dwarf the spending for the Defense Department. That's crazy. We have the most advanced and powerful military the world's ever known. United States spending a lot of money, but interest. The United States dwarfs the rest of the world in defense spending. It's not even remotely close. But let me show you. The blue line is our defense spending, over $800 billion every year right now. The red line is our interest on our loans, our debt. Huh. It's beginning to dwarf what we spend on the military. And this, notice the trajectory? That line's just going straight up. Okay. You won't hear any of this from the mainstream media. You definitely won't hear this from the Biden administration. This is why they have to control the Internet and speech. This is why there was an article in the Independent. Why is an English group going to Google and saying that they have to uh, restrict me? They have to defund me. They have to silence me and the blaze. Why would they do that? Why do they care? Well, because it's all part of the World Economic Forum, they have to silence anyone who is telling you the truth. Because, see, you're groomed to accept this new reality. And I'll show you when we come back. If you haven't been paying attention lately, there's a lot of news lately drug shortages in America have hit a new record high in December right now there are 295 vital medications that are not readily available everywhere they should be in this country he's talking about a, a drug desert like they talked about a food desert now this includes something as basic and life-saving as amoxicillin so what happens When you or somebody you know, somebody you love needs medications and you can't get them, what happens then? Well, this is why you need the Jace case. It is a personalized emergency kit that starts. It contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most commonly and deadly bacterial infections. So you have those on hand at your house. Jace is continually working to expand their medication offerings. They've even added Ivermectin, if that's the kind of thing you want. But you can buy a gift card for your family or loved one, so they can get a Jace case of their own and personalize it to their needs. For instance, I take high blood pressure. You'd never guess by looking at me. I take high blood pressure uh, medication. One of my family members, or two of my family members, are on antidepressants. Uh, I have two daughters that are on seizure, anti-seizure medications. If those drugs are not around, what do I do? God forbid somebody has um, uh, diabetes. What do you do? Empower yourself to care for yourself and not wait for somebody else to help. Go to jacemedical.com. You can get a year's supply of your critical medication at your home. Enter the promo code Beck at checkout and get a discount on your order at jacemedical.com. If you didn't happen to hear today's radio program, I urge you to at least listen to Hour One in its entirety. It is probably one of the more important monologues I have done in my career to date. Um, I explained the world and the world that I am living in right now that you need to understand because voices like mine, anyone who will tell you these things, anyone who will disagree, are going to, uh, it's going to be harder to find us. I hope we aren't disappeared, but it'll be harder to find us. And today, the World Economic Forum, through the Independent, uh, kind of threw the gauntlet down. And and made Elon Musk the number one target. But I I think I'm in their top five, because I was the next person mentioned in the article from England. So, please listen to that, and you have to become the source of credible information. So, I would urge you every day to take notes, to read, to make sure you understand and not get swept up into populism, although that itself is not necessarily negative. You have to be rooted in the truth and the facts. We feel lots of things. We feel the inflation squeeze every day at the gas pump, grocery store, everywhere but the Biden administration knows this and the fed knows this since 2002 the Federal Reserve has raised interest rates to slow inflation 11 times when they raise their interest rates they can suck money back in and then they're supposed to burn it destroy it and that would make inflation cool down but you and I know it isn't it isn't there are too many dollars in circulation too many dollars chasing too few goods. That's the definition of inflation. Too many dollars in circulation means higher inflation. When the Fed raises interest rates, it sucks all that money back in. So after 11 rate increases, what gives? Well, the geniuses over at the National Propaganda Radio, I think that's what it's stands NPR, they are pointing the fingers at you and me. We're spending too much. It's our fault. Not Joe Biden's, not the government. They're spending money, sure, but not like you. I mean, obviously, right? So let's look back to the rule. Too many dollars in circulation equals higher inflation. Likewise, the lower the money supply, the lower the inflation. But I want to show you a chart. Now, this chart shows the, um, the uh, spending, the money supply, and our interest rate. The money supply is the red line here, and you'll see in the blue line, it, it slaves itself pretty much to inflation, okay? This is showing the, producer, uh, the consumer price index versus the money supply. Since 2012, it has been fairly consistent. Dollars in circulation have been relative to the inflation rate, pretty much so. The Fed has maintained their target rate of about two percent, which means your dollar loses two cents every year. All right. So you've got this going on. Then what happens? If you look at the end of 2022, the Fed started sucking the money back in and raising all the rates They sucked out more money than ever before in history. We haven't seen this money sucked in in a decade But prices, what happened to prices? Well, they came down for a little while and then they spiked back up. They didn't follow. Now let's take a look at the end of 2023. This bottom chart here, the money supply remains at an all-time low, but then you have this little spike, It, it spikes back up. This is not how it's supposed to work, not with the money supply all the way down here. What does that mean? This is not how it's supposed to operate. The Fed are they grooming us to accept a new inflation as a new normal? Because it's nowhere close to getting back to the 2% target. Let me show you an article. It comes from Columbia Business School. The sentiment is pretty much everywhere right now. The days of lower inflation are probably gone. Scraping by from paycheck to paycheck is their plan. You will own nothing. Now, this chart shows the Americans have lost their confidence. This is consumer sentiment. It means how do we feel about the economy? Are we positive about it? We feel good about it? In 2022 and 23, it just starts to crater, okay? But at the same time, look at this is here comes this is pandemic. Here comes Joe Biden. And we start spending money like it's crazy. We're spending money more than we were before the pandemic. Now, our attitude towards the economy has gone down. If you actually believe people like NPR and the rest of the shills for Biden, this is why inflation is so high. Remember, it's not Joe Biden's fault. It's not that the government is spending $6.7 trillion. No, no, no. No, it's not Build Back Better. It's not the government. It's not Bidenomics. It's your fault. When you go out and buy a new shirt or you go and you buy more groceries or you want to add something to your house. They blame all the extra savings that were amassed because remember, we started just printing money and giving it out. So all those savings, you're now taking them out. And you're just spending them, you're just spending them, but we're spending into debt. I mean, honestly, the COVID stimulus checks, how many of us are still spending that cash? And were some of the payments larger and most of us just missed out? The truth is we are all leveraging everything on credit as we attempt to keep our family's head above water. Credit card debt spiked to over $1 trillion. That's a record. No one has money, but we're swiping the credit card and trying to stay afloat. A little like the $6.7 trillion. The government is swiping the credit card. Our interest rates are going up and our quality of life is going down. How many of us have used credit cards to pay the electric bill lately or the car bill or even the mortgage? That debt On credit card, the average debt now, the the payment, the interest is 25%. Some people are paying as high as 35% in interest. The arrogance of these people to actually claim that any of this is our fault. Our only fault was we voted for these clowns, except you didn't vote for the people who are running our money at the Fed. We don't even know who they are, really. We don't know what banks are involved. Meanwhile, our government's insane spending, which people on both sides think that it should be stopped, but the government's just going. The way they're manipulating our global economy, the war on international sanctions, is completely designing the entire world. Our once allies are getting weaker, and our enemies are growing stronger and closer together. Let me show you this. This is from the proxy war, before the proxy war that we're fighting with Russia. The vast majority of Russian oil went where? To Europe, Okay. Now, only 2% is going to Europe. Look who we've just empowered. And 2% to Europe. Over 80% goes to Russia's BRICS allies, China and India. And they're trying to topple America now and the dollar. That realignment is absolutely crazy. And speaking of realignment, last year, BRICS and China, they leapfrog Japan. Look at Here's Japan. These are shares of global payments, okay? The U.S. dollar, most things in global payments are settled in U.S. dollars. Then comes the euro. Then the British pound. Then the Chinese yuan, uh, it used to be the Japanese. They were all European and Western countries. Now the Chinese is starting to become dominant, and it's going to grow and grow and grow. Now the dollar clearly remains dominant now at forty-seven percent. Yeah, that's that's this is going to change that. And something else that's changing. That number forty-seven percent. Reverse those two numbers. It used to be seventy-four percent. Now, how long can we expect this house of cards to continue to stand as it is today when all of this information on the charts, all of these charts show us time is running out? Check this out. What is the one thing that we all learned for the pandemic? We all learned one thing, and that was, wow, uh, we should make more stuff here. That's the, the lesson the world should have gotten. Globalism became too greedy, allowing hostile and irresponsible nations to produce goods that we rely on. Well, nothing has changed. In fact, it's getting worse. On the right side of the chart, you see advanced economies. Okay? Advanced economies. And then uh, that's Europe and the United States. We dominated the market for uh, intermediate goods and final goods. These are things like cars and computers and medicine and things like that. Do you know that we don't make most of our medicine here? It's made in China where they just did a new study where they they were able to get the coronavirus to kill 100% of the humanized mice. But don't worry about that. The economy is doing great and so is everything else. None of these products that we now are making, none of the final goods can be produced without the intermediate goods goods like raw materials, metals, microchips, uh, wiring harnesses, on and on and on. China now has surpassed the entire world. Have you heard one politician, one member of the World Economic Forum, one of anybody address this issue? Why aren't we addressing this? Well, the same reason we're not addressing any of these. They're not ignorant of these facts. There's something else going on. All of these lead to one thing. The bringing down of the Western world and making us really into a second or third world country. Are they gaslighting us? Maybe because they're in the, they're deep, neck deep in the fundamental transformation? I think so. So what does that look like? Well, remember, you will own nothing. Nothing. You'll be happy, though. You'll own nothing. You'll have control over nothing. You'll also have no privacy. These are the ultimate goals. This is what success looks like for them. The World Economic Forum is meeting right now as I'm talking to you. Right now, they are sitting around tables in Davos thinking about that. Thinking about how to stop you from learning this. The numbers from 2023 show that everything on the Great Reset agenda has been progressing aggressively. The next steps will come fast. And with global elections, including here in the U.S., coming in historic numbers this year, they know they have to move fast. There are two things that I'll be looking for in 2024, and I think you should look out for them as well. I'll show them to you next. What is the plan? Let's go back to the chalkboard idea. You have to have zero privacy. This one is pivotal because with privacy, you can buy what you want. Use oil, gas, coal, everything else they call dirty. You can get guns, ammunition. You can travel as much as you want to travel and as, as much as you want. Attend protests that you might want to attend. You can watch whatever news you want. You can do your own homework on issues that affect our families the most. If If absolute control is the goal, then none of these things can remain. If the New World Order is the destination, then the government must know where you are at all times. They need to know what information you're consuming, what you're purchasing, what you're using, and in the end, be able to control all of it with a flip of a switch. There are two big must-haves that I believe globalists are going to go into overdrive to start to get done and lay the foundations. Widespread digital ID is first. Big government has massively begun ramping this up, pushing digital ID on the entire world. USAID has an entire section on digital identity, and it even includes a document that basically instructs foreign governments how to brainwash their people into thinking they need it. Now, I know Media Matters is going to have a field day with that statement, but how else will you describe when our government is providing detailed instructions on, quote, framing the question, crafting the narrative, and finally how to socialize and adapt populations to the use of digital ID? I mean, it's like written by David Koresh. The European Union is way ahead of us on this, and you can all but guarantee that their framework is going to be used to pursue it here. And if you're curious what that looks like, the EU made a cute little cartoon show and how it all works. The European Digital Identity will provide an easy way to share documents such as certificates, report an address change, prove our age or fill in tax return wherever we are in Europe. We need to apply for our loan at the local bank, but I can't find our documents. Calm down. Paperwork is so 2020. We'll manage our digital identities using the European Digital Identity Wallets. Have you seen my wallet? You mean this one? Ah, yes. No, that one. (laughs) The European Digital Identity Wallets will enable us to store and exchange documents and legal information while fully controlling which data we want to share with whom. ID data sent. Credit rating sent. Income statement sent. Loan application, done. A government-controlled identity system that knows where you are at all times. If you've traveled somewhere, the access to your banking finances, accesses to all of your data. I wouldn't trust somebody. I wouldn't give it to somebody I trust, somebody that I know. I wouldn't give that information to them, let alone a government. Imagine the power. The government can cancel your passport, place restrictions on your driver's license, cancel it altogether, deny a loan, deny access to your bank, track your location, audit your taxes. And these are just the things that they're coming up with now. I think they'll get a little more creative. Of course, the globalists are producing this and they're pursuing it, which makes sense for them, but not for you. Digital identity is already being rolled out here in the United States. Most of us didn't even know we're helping it. Because it's being listed as convenient. So we do it. TSA has added facial recognition to TSA pre-check. How many of us use it for the convenience? And when you compare that with what's happening in Europe, how long before this is all converted as a travel requirement? We're already there. The second thing that they need to absolutely control is this. CBDCs. Most people don't even know what that is. We're going to do a whole show on that. There's actually three things, not just one and two. The third thing is, they have to control information. That's where we come in. You must be the keeper of information and do your own homework. I'll have more on this on tomorrow's broadcast. This is an important year. I believe we are winning. But it is going to be a finish by the nose. Good night, America.